Hello, and welcome to H&B Conversations with Cosmo and Rivka. Hey. All right. Is that really good? Perfect. Yeah. All right. So, welcome, everybody. It's good to be together, and uh, let's go ahead and have our international hello. Yes, so the word for today, for hello, is um, Polish. Um, it is the, uh, Polish is the official language of Poland. Hmm. That's, a, that's like, wow. wow, how do you even put that Man, together? you are dropping some truth bombs. I'm telling you. To, just to I'm start us you, off. You're always learning new things. Polish is the, the official, official language, language of, of Poland. Poland. I think we could end the whole thing right there yeah. and everyone would be enriched yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Polish is the official language of Poland. Polish is said to be one of the hardest languages to learn. I think that's really interesting considering the so. stereotype that people give Polish people. Mm. Um, but then their language is actually one of the hardest to learn. Well, oh, yeah. well when, we were growing up, there was all these Polak jokes, and it was like this idea like Poles were dumb or whatever. Right, right. It's actually – so there all these dumb Polak jokes is what, what it was. But right. I'll tell you, the, the, I, my, I think the root of those jokes, mm-hmm. um, it actually is um, – comes from the stories of Helm. I think so too. I think it's – and I think it's a, an anti-Semite Base yeah, because thing. because the, uh, Poland was highly Jewish until the Holocaust, right? And uh, not an anti-Semitic. anti-Semitic. Yeah, so the, so Helm is so the story goes. It's a, actually it's a Jewish fable that um, that God had like um, sent out. I think it was like angels that were dropping um, wisdom, wisdom and, and foolishness. And, and one of the angels that was carrying the foolishness was, just, just dropped, accidentally dropped, dropped it all, all on over. this town. And the town's name is Helm. And it's in, it's in Poland. Well, we used to read you the book. Yeah, we, we had, had the we book. Had the but we also had a card, and, The Real Schlemiel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had all that stuff when the kids were... Yeah, younger. so the, if you looked up Helm, it's C-H-E-L-M in the English translation. There's all these kinds of – they're funny stories about basically these people who are foolish. Right. And they live in Helm. Yeah, so that's – anyway, so that's there, where the Jewish. stereotype – It's a Jewish thing. That's where the stereotype uh, came from when we were kids. Those were the jokes that would not be appropriate. No, it they was absolutely wrong. Today. It's the kind of stuff that people before today, you know, would do and – you know, just but apparently then, Polish and, is one of the harder languages. Yeah, it's to learn. one of the hardest languages to learn. So the way that you say hello in Polish, and I, I really hope I don't annihilate this, but um, you would say hello in Polish is um, Czesk. 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 Hmm. I believe it's C H E S H C H, and it's spelled. I mean, I don't speak Polish, but the words are in they're English letters. C Z E S-C. And it's one of the hardest languages. I'm so interested now to go just listen to some um, Polish. Now, when I look it up on Google Translate, it says Polish, the word would be witam. Well, your Google Translation is clearly Let wrong. See. Let's hear what it, how it sounds. Because when I... Witam. What? Witam. Witam. That's interesting. So... I don't know. Um, I, I Googled as well. That's Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this just goes to show you, like, if you want to find something different on the same thing and you Google it and you can come up with so many different answers, don't ever really believe what you're mm, reading. So you looked up 
uh, you Googled. Google is not the all in all. I understand. Well, of course not. No, I'm saying I'm putting that uh, out there for hopefully Giovanni listens sometimes. In. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I Google hello in Polish, it says Vitam. Okay, well, everybody, and it's, it's... Oh, but when I look up on here, it says seven Polish greetings to sound like a native speaker. Uh, is Czesk? Is, it is there. See, <laughs> hello in Polish, and it's C-Z-E-S-C. With yeah, those little on. accents on the yeah. top. Yeah, C-Z-E-S-C. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's what you would say. It's, it's unique it, in that it's not just a greeting. It, it can also be used to say goodbye when parting ways. Chesh. Kind of like shalom or aloha. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. Chesh. Interesting. Chesh. I like that. It's like easy. Chesh, chesh. chesh. I, would, I would end up <coughs> coughing too much. Um, chesh. Anyways, right, that's there we go. Fascinating. That is the word for the week. <coughs> All right. See, it made me cough. Now I'm coughing. So let's let's uh, let's hear our question for the the our first question for the week. Um, the first question is, what kind of music or what musician have your kids shown you that you ended up liking the most? Oh, absolutely. Know it right immediately. 21 Pilots. Yeah. I love them. Giovanni introduced us to it, and our kids really liked it. And we were on vacation 2016, going 15, to, 15 going to Oregon. And Giovanni's like, oh, can I put on my playlist? And we're like, sure. And we listened to 21 Pilots the whole time, and we yeah. just loved it. Yeah. We yeah, still that, listen to I mean, it. 21 that, Pilots. That, what? The kids still love Yeah, no, everybody. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, typically, it was it was – the story has been us introducing our kids to music most of their lives. Yeah. Um, and, but that was the time that I remember, um, hearing something new that they, Giovanni was like, listen, you guys, like, you, he's like, mom, you're really going to like this. Listen yeah, to this. And yeah. so he put it on and we loved it. There was, um, there, like his favorite song, uh, well, his favorite song that he, it's called the tear in my heart. And uh -huh. so it's kind of him and Kelly's song, Yeah. but we were driving and we were listening and this one line, this one little bridge, and it made us laugh. Rift and I laughed so hard. I, remember, I can still remember we were driving. We were going to hit the – we're on our drive to Oregon. We were about to hit the the one highway. We were driving the Pacific all the way up. And um, and uh, it goes, you, you fell asleep in my car. I drove the whole time. But that's okay. I'll just avoid the hole so you sleep fine. I'm driving here. I sit cursing my government for not using cement to – for not using my taxes to fill holes, fill, to fill holes with more cement. Cement. Anyway, I ruined it. You but, ruined it. But it's no, good. It's good. It, like do, I'm angry at good. the government because they didn't use my taxes to fill the holes with more cement. So now it was I such have to a avoid the holes because she's sleeping. So that I can keep her asleep. I don't right. want her to wake up. So right. um, all these potholes really and I don't cute. want to wake her up. And it's such a unique. Yeah, it's such a. He's such a creative artist. Yeah, he is. Uh, Twenty One Pilots. Anyway, we enjoy it. Um, I believe he's. Um, I, I still actually remember. So Giovanni was introduced to him from my nephew Douglas. They were Douglas had been visiting us that summer, uh -huh. and so he was talking about there's music that it's not necessarily technically like Christian, Christian music, music, but it's done by it's artistic. By, it's very but it, good. But it, he said, but it's by Christians, and so I was like, I don't know. And so when I listen to um, the music, uh -huh. uh, what you hear. Especially yeah. the early stuff. I don't know about the new stuff. I really like the song that they did for the um, uh, that movie. What was it? 
Antonio. That was a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. But Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. It was a terrible movie. But the song that they used yeah. from 21 Pilots for it, it, yeah. What, 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 Heathens was Heathens. the name of the song. It was really, really, it's a really good. good song. It was really anyway. Good. Um, so yeah, I'm honestly, I mean, I could talk more about music that we like and we introduce to our kids, but in terms of music other than, you know, I mean, well, Rivkala plays, uh, her, her playlist and she likes music that to me, there's a dissonance in the music where the, where the voices don't go with the music well. And it's, I'm just like, ah, I can't I've do it. I've never heard one of her songs do that. It does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like her music too. I, I think I like all. She their knows music. which of her songs I like. Raphael's and which ones I don't, really so she, into. She'll play the ones you don't. Rafi's really into like classical music, and he listens to a lot of um, whether it's like Zelda music because it's basically instrumental music. Yeah, a lot of instrumental. A lot stuff. of beautiful instrumental music. So he'll listen to like video game music in that regard, mm-hmm. and then he'll also listen to. Um, oh, oh gosh, it just left my head. Mario music? Yeah, he'll listen to Mario music. Anyways, he listens to just, there's usually no words to it. Mm-hmm. It's usually just mm-hmm. instrumental, and yeah. he's got really nice stuff, too, that he likes. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I remember, I just, I, I always remember that when, uh, I think Antonio, um, you must have been seven or eight years old. <laughs> okay. When we were driving, and, and I introduced, and I thought, uh, they're old enough now. This and means I, war by and I Petra. Played, yeah, I played. This oh, means war by Petra. Or I was like, hey, I want to play this for you guys because I, I, I was tired of playing. You know, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas or whatever. We were yeah, playing. Yeah, you were salt. still playing that for our seven. No, I was playing salty music and whatever. Yeah, uh, salty the singing songbook. But I thought I wanted to int- like the eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. That was like a song you'd sing in the car. Like we would go through the vowels and sing that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Listen to that. Right, but that wasn't like on. So a, anyway, so I on put that on, trip we did. See I that. put on um, <clears throat> Petra. This means war. And actually, you were a little frustrated with me. Riv was because she was like, "They're not. It's not time for them to listen to that kind of music yet. They're still little boys." It wasn't that kind of music. It was, it was, it was just. It wasn't children's music. Right. And I really was never interested in pushing them. To before they wanted fast. to. Like, if they wanted to or if they showed interest, I was absolutely, totally engaged. But I just wanted them to progress as they would have naturally progressed, not mm-hmm. influenced. Yeah, well, and they loved it. And then, so then one time in in uh, in 2011, so the boys were 10. Giovanni was, uh, yeah, you were almost 10. It was March of 2011. Anyway, we went, uh, I went and went, I preached somewhere, and they had a... The, in the kids' ministry, they had, like, a rapper. And what was his name? Skittles. And uh, and so Giovanni loved it. He was so into it. So so we, we went back to the hotel the room because I had just taken the boys with me. And um, and uh, I bought the I bought a couple of T- Toby Mac albums on iTunes, and we listened to them on the way home driving back because we were in northern Arkansas at the time. We lived in Missouri. And, uh, and so we had these hours of listening to – to Toby Mac and, and, and the that's boys. that's how you started liking Toby that's Mac. That's how, yeah. Yeah. So, there's that. <clears throat> All right, next question. Um, okay. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, man. Well, I never wanted to live in town. <laughs> in town. Like, I was either going to be, like, a horse rancher. Like, there was two different parts of me. I loved horses and I loved the outdoors and I I mean not outdoors like 
in the sense of like I was athletic. I liked the outdoors. Like I liked being outside. You liked nature. I liked nature, yeah. And so I would have been probably like love to have been like a horse rancher and um, all that kind of stuff and live out away, far away. Or when I had finally moved to Israel and stuff like that, one of the things I really, really wanted to do, when I was graduating from high school, what I really wanted to do is I really wanted to um, go into marine biology and work with dolphins and scuba dive and work on the islands. Again, that's more of being outside. I didn't want to be inside. So that's what I wanted to do. But once I got a little bit older, like when you, you know, you don't really know yourself that well in high school. Once I got a little bit older, the um, philanthropy and archaeology were like, like the study of man and culture. Oh, anthropology. And anthropology. Philanthropy is giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, Sorry. I was so confused. You're like, I want to be really <laughs> generous to, to give to people and I want to study archaeology. So... I want to recover. I want to. This belongs in a museum. I want, I want to be Indiana, Indiana Jones. That's me. Totally. I want, to, I want to find ancient artifacts and give them to the needy. Okay. <laughs> no, you, so you wanted to, to study anthropology, cross Anthropology, yeah, and um, archaeology. And right before I met you, I was actually applying to go do an archaeological dig. Wow. But then I met you, and here we are. Here we are. And you were studying scuba diving too. I got my scuba diving license. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I like these were things I wanted to do, uh, and I, but I just knew I did not want to be inside. Yeah. Yeah. We spent a lot of time inside. Oh my gosh, we spent our whole <laughs> lives inside. Well, let's see. I, uh, I wanted to. My mine changed all the time when I was little. You know, I mean, I was a kid. I wanted to be an astronaut and I wanted to be an Really? You were like one of those little boys that wanted to be an astronaut? Are you kidding me? When I was like 6, 7 years old and the space shuttle first went off, oh, I was total I had I had posters of space. I had this yeah, big Yeah, I could see Giovanni doing that. I had this big poster of all yeah. of the of the solar system and I could and, see Giovanni doing that and Antonio being like, "Yeah, no." And so I wanted <laughs> I wanted to be so so yeah, so I wanted to be uh, an astronaut, and then I found out to be an astronaut, you had to be a pilot. So then I wanted to be a pilot, so I could be an astronaut. My uncle Woody was was a pilot for um, Eastern Airlines, and so uh-huh. I thought I could be a pilot. And then, and then, and then I learned you had to be a scientist, and that made it a. You little, don't like science. I, I like I science, love science to a degree. It's just as I got older. Um, I mean, I loved astronomy. I did love astronomy. Um, and uh, but I didn't like biology, but not that you need biology. But but anyway, um, so then I went from let's see, I then I wanted to be um, actually, I would tell you when I was ten, people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wanted to be a Christian rock singer. Oh my gosh! So I wanted to be, and and certainly you try often in different ways to sing, and your voice is heard. That's not well. It's different. That's, exactly it, that's no, it's not exactly. You, you're like everybody. Listen, <laughs> listen to me. To me. I, <laughs> my voice is amazing. I am the great and mighty Johnny Cosmo. Being that is not. Up. That is not. And you can right. hear everybody in your. They're like, oh yeah. Do you see what Johnny. I have to deal with? You see this? Yeah, Dad. I think <clears> that you is the not experience. True. You had a lot of the experiences that I had, which was I thought something was cool, but I was like, that's. 
That's too much work. I'm not. No, no, no. I, then I, I just write. I love. So no. That's I'm, what I mean. You'd look at an astronaut and be like, yeah. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was just it just seemed out of my. You know, I, it just became something I was less interested in. But I did love to sing. Um, yeah, you so really loved. I um, want. I loved Carmen. Yeah, you 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 thought you were gonna be. I wanted Carmen. to be Carmen. I had the you know I'd envisioned because I'd go to his concerts, um, and then I I think I would always hope that he'd see the kid singing every lyric to every, every word to every song in the front row, and he'd be like, "Hey, there's an Italian kid. Come on up here and sing it with me." I just had that <laughs> picture, you know, that the the kid fantasy. Yeah, you know and, what though? You weren't alone with that fantasy. I'm sure your mother had it for you as well. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> and then, uh, so so I wanted to do that, and because uh, that's a, that's what I listened to. I used to, you know, I used to sing in in church a lot, and I sang Carmen's song, "The Champion" and Lazarus, yeah. and I sang. I actually had Bible Break, which was not. Uh, Don't. No, don't do it. It's don't like she's asking it. me to. No, I just know the where you first, go. The first, I wasn't I actually, know. I wasn't even going to even think about it uh-huh. until you said don't. Uh-huh. Sure. And then I'm like, perhaps the people want to the hear. The people do not want to hear. So this is when I was 10. I would, there was a, in 1985, there was this uh, first like Christian rap song came out called Bible Break and uh, by Stephen Wiley. Mm. And so I got it. I got the uh, soundtrack to it, and uh, and then my dad was a prison chaplain, so I would go into the prison, and I and those guys loved Bible Break in the prison uh, when I would when I would do Bible Break in the prison. Uh, so I that would, captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But they loved it, but I say like, church too. This is. Such a better option than sitting in my tiny little cell. I love Bible break. Yeah, so I actually, that's how I learned all the books of the Bible. Um, and I still, that's, if I'm, my brain finds, particularly with the small books, even though I know where they are, I, if I'm, you know, when you get to the, the minor prophets, my brain goes right to uh, Daniel, Jose, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nehemiah, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, okay, no. Haggai, Zechariah, Please. Malachi. No. I am not a captive audience. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I can't um, No. What's the that? room. Yeah. So um, uh, that's what I want to be. Then I, I really um, uh, wanted – then for a while I talked about wanting to be a lawyer. Uh, then I, start, I started aiming at what would make me a lot of money. The, that's what I became um, – you know, I wanted to make a lot of money. Uh-huh. So like in junior high I was like – I thought I about, never even thought about oh, money. Oh, I was consumed with the idea of getting rich someday. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then I like what I wanted to do is I wanted to I wanted to live in New York City. So Rivka dreamed about nah. Rivka dreamed about being in the country. I grew like, up like what? Like I I even had fantasies about living in the Amazon by myself. In like under the covering, you know, uh-huh. and like all the, all the green and the lushness and and just like living in a little hut and like away from everything. But you know why I didn't? 
because I learned that the kind of bugs that they have in the <laughs> humidity. <laughs> and I was like, no way. I am not doing that. Never mind. Well, I, so, so yeah. And mostly you lived in major metropolitan areas. You lived in cities. Yeah, you lived I lived in, in cities. You lived in Long Island. You lived in L.A. You lived in... We lived in the suburb of Long Island, but we went to the city plenty. And then in, in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. I lived in Bushnell, Florida. Yeah. Uh, I, I lived... In a very small. You wanted town. my life, and I wanted yours. Yeah, like I did. I wanted. I wanted to be in New York City. I wanted to be. I wanted to be in high finance. You know, in the '80s when I saw yuppies on TV, like I wanted that. Whatever that was, that's what I wanted to really? do. Really, I did. I oh, admired wow. it. So um, I did. It's 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 true. That's why and you're then, so happy here. And I do love the <laughs> suburbs. And then um, when. When I was 15 or 16, when I was 16 is when the Lord called me to ministry. And and I knew that all of those, and I laid, like from then on, from the time I was 16, that was my purpose. My purpose, my goal was to go into full-time ministry. So that, that, was, that was that. And so that to the point where, you know, I mean, I just, I just figured I would um, – always live in tiny little houses we live in a bigger house than i ever imagined living living oh, in. i live in a bigger house now than we and uh but yeah like so and i an i know American we told this in house. our first in our first podcast when we told <clears> our story but that's like when i was going to pick up rivka for our first date and my friend offered me to drive he's like you can use my mercedes and i had a 78 toyota brown corolla and i was like man i'm going into full-time ministry if girls doesn't like me because i have an old car um then that's not the girl for me. So I better find out sooner than later. Um, so that, yeah, those are sort of the, that, that was the progression of my, I think for a second, I thought about like when I was 14 and I was trying, because people were like, do something you love to do. I thought about, um, yeah. So actually when I got in high school for a second, I thought about going into accounting, but ugh. Then I took accounting and I was like, I don't like that at all. I don't want to do that for a living. I mean, I because I thought, well, I'm good at math, so maybe I could do that. And then what I did, so then I was like, my real passion, I was sort of like George Costanza on this. You know, he he was like, baseball. Yeah, where I was like, I want to be a, I want to do sports journalism. I want to talk sports. I want to write sports. You could have totally have done that. That a lot of words. I have a lot of words for sports journalism. You have a lot of words in general. Like you, like what I mean is like you could keep talking and talking and talking or writing and writing, you know what I mean? And sure. so if it's something that you're really passionate about, you have a lot of words. Hmm. Well, I, I, uh, uh, so that's what I wanted sports journalism. I thought, oh, I could make a lot of money in that because I knew I wasn't good enough to play sports professionally, but I would have loved to have watched and written about and talked about sports professionally. That sounded fun. And then, um, and then uh, the Lord called me to uh, my more important passion, which was Him. So, so there you go. There, and there you go. And there you go. All so. right. Next question. Thinking of Proverbs thirteen twenty, one who walks with wise people will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. What modern foolish companions do we have that we should be on guard from, and how do we mitigate their influence over us? Hmm. Read that again. 
one, w- thinking of Proverbs thirteen twenty, one who walks with the wise people will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. What modern, quote-unquote, foolish companions do we have that we should be on guard from, and how do we mitigate their influence over us? I mean, for me, I don't necessarily think in our day and age that it has to be people. I think that um, we can foolishly um, be influenced by social media, regular media, music, and um, there's there's a lot of really foolish, dumb stuff out there. And when we're, I think when we're seeking that or it's seeking us, we can easily become influenced by it. And I think the only way to not be influenced by it is to, um, you know, the Lord calls us to be in the world, but not of the world. So you don't, I don't criticize what's out there because everybody has the right to put things out there. But if it's not something that I feel like is going to grow me in the right way or contribute to wisdom, but I mean, a lot of times people don't know it's foolish, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that you just don't watch those things or listen to those things. And and even reading, there is a lot of books that just because someone was able to publish a book doesn't mean that what they're writing is correct. Just because someone has a book that says, you know, oh, this and that, you know, biblically, they pull a lot of stuff uh, out of context and cherry pick. And then people read those books, but it all makes sense to them because they're using it in that way. And then they think that this is you know, um, truth. I think that you have to be really discerning as to what is, what is truth and what isn't. And even what will confuse you. There have been books that I've wanted to read and I've gone to go read that have been recommended to me by, you know, uh, other believers that I, I love. And I've gone to read it and the Holy Spirit has said to me, don't, like, don't read that. That will just bring confusion because I know I don't know everything and I'm fallible and I can become um, influenced myself. But I'm also open to the Lord and, and my spirit, you know, letting me know, okay, this is not actually something healthy to read, you know, or this is not uh, something healthy to listen to. And so those things, then I just, I just don't, uh, listen to those things or, or, or whatever. Yeah, it's but it's not an ignorant versus thing. Like if it's something, if, I'm not, I'm not the person who runs from new information. I like new information because I know that I do need to learn and I do need to grow. So I'm not saying that I'm like putting blinders on myself. What I'm saying is, is that there's a, a lot of toxic, um, very foolish things, information, influences out there that we need to be on guarded. I think we surround ourselves with people who are like-minded. So right. to me, this is about being influenced in that way from the world. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think... Um, hit me with the back end of the question again before I answer it. Who knows if I even answered the question right. How do we mitigate their influence over us? Oh, right before that. Um... What modern foolish companions do we have that we should be on guard from? Okay. Uh, well, you know, first of all, you know, I was looking here, and, and it says, and, and the word that's uh, translated as um, companion, which is a word that, yeah, associates are a best man. It's also a word that's related to um, shepherding, so being shepherded by foolishness. Um, I think... 
I think part of the, at the root of, first of all, we have to come back to the place to say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? So when you, to answer the end of the question, is the way that we, the way that we mitigate the influence of the foolishness that is around us, which would be ultimately rooted in a godless perspective. It'd be rooted in a self-governing, in, in what I'm saying self-governing, that I want to be Lord of my own life, what I want, what I want, what I, don't, I crave. Yeah, I, don't think, I, I don't think people put it in those terms, but I think they're like, look, this is my <clears throat> life and I want to do what I right. I want to do. And, and so in that, today's day and age, though, we say that I want to do what I want to do, not even the, in, re, in not even in response to a, a sovereign power, but like just to the people around us. Right. So so to me, you're going to – you to recognize – um. Uh, boy, how do I want to like? There's a lot of different things I want to say here. So first of all, to recognize that that um, that the motivation of so much that's out there is to bring confusion is, and to influence you is is so many people just talking about what they want, but there's no foundation of of what is true and what is not true. So it's it's a million different ideas and yeah. so where do you how do you mitigate that you come back to what is stable and centered you come continually coming back to the word of god will keep you centered otherwise you're like we become tossed around like the waves right um we be we oh this sounds good oh that sounds good oh that's right. and interesting that's I mean. oh like, that's a good i don't have blinders on however i know when um when the holy spirit says no 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 <clears throat> not right. that so it's twofold though so because the other thing that i see as I see some. I see foolishness, though, as being um, evidenced in being someone who is in pride and in unteachability. So there are those that can think, "Oh well, oh yeah, that's it. I just know the word of God," and they and they have a uh, um, a twisted view, whether they realize it or not, sometimes of the word. Mm-hmm. And then, but won't lit because this is the, a tradition. They're actually holding on to a tradition, and they're calling it the Word of God, and, right? Because they don't know the actual then, Word of God. Right. They don't realize it's not in there. Correct. And then, and then, um, and then they are want. They're like, I know it, and that's it. And, right. And and there's an unteachability there, so we can't be so, um, <clears throat> you know, people. The idea is. You have to recognize that I'm I have to recognize I'm continually growing um that I have not arrived and that there's stuff that I um still am I'm still growing to understand and so I have to stay in a place of humility and teachability while also being firmly grounded in the heart of scripture and the root and rooted in in what God has said so that when the waves hit I'm not I'm not tossed around um so that I, I it's it's a it's a kind of a broad question but it's the and it seems like I don't a, feel like it's so super broad. I think it's broad just because we have so many more venues today to be influenced or behave foolishly and all of that. It's no longer just careful who your friends are. Mm-hmm. So it be it's a simple question, but because of where we are culturally and in modern times it's it's a really hard question because 
everything is trying to influence us at this yeah. point. Yeah, well, because one of the things that you see sometimes with uh, um, whether you're watching, um, you know, when you're watching news or you're listening to radio programs and everyone's pushing their own um, agenda, their opinion, mm-hmm. and they want you <clears throat> to believe their opinion. And there's not a conversation that's being had. You never saw two of these these talking heads arguing with one another and one of them stop and say, you know, you actually make a good point there. Um, so let me, you know, and where they actually give credit. Right, they're just arguing. They're the just arguing for the sake yeah. of arguing. And then so what it's stirring up is just continual anger and confusion. Right. Argumentative. And, and, no, uh, no one's willing to learn from each other. Right. It's just saying I'm right. So there's an unwell. So then what happens is, you know, the new term, and I, I like this term, is that we end up in an echo chamber where we're only listening to people who tell us what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. So that's the other. See, so So you have the thing where it's like. If I'm not willing to listen to those that are different from me, um, I can become blind. I need to hear. Mm-hmm. I need, but I have to always bring it back to the word. I have to stay rooted in the word. I need to stay centered in the word. I need to stay humble before the Lord um, and walk in humility um, and uh, and not, but not be like, no, I'm not going to talk to you about this, but. Be willing to listen and recognize that you maybe maybe there are times where there was something that I uh, didn't understand correctly, um, or or my perspective uh, was I don't want to be too proud in my own perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I so I want to be rooted but not stubborn because stubbornness can be utter foolishness. Um, is that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it makes sense, and I agree, I agree with it. That's what I mean, though. Like, we need to be open to seeing other people's perspectives, and we need to be um, open, you know. However, we also need to be incredibly wise as to what we bring alongside ourselves mm-hmm. and allow ourselves to be influenced by you know, the Bible says to be um, smart as a as a serpent and innocent as a dove. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, you know, it's very hard in, in our day and age to know a lot of the time what's okay and what's not okay. We have to really, really be digil- vigil- vigilant, vigilant spiritually in the sense of, Lord, what is it okay? Who is it okay for me to be around so much I'm so influenced by? You know, and it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, <clears throat> it could be your job, it could be politics, it could be movies, it could be anything that you're so into that it's influencing you instead of you continuing on the path that you want and you take. Mm-hmm. what's important, what you can utilize. Like, for instance, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I think television, it can be a terrible, terrible influence, and there's a lot of uh, foolishness that comes from it and stuff like that. However, I wouldn't completely rule out television, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of really educational things that I personally do with television concerning my children and homeschooling. There's so many resources there. Um but you have to be wise on what you use resource-wise with the television versus just 
all of TB. Right. You know? Right. So I think everything, there has to be wisdom and discernment to navigate through, but with the humble heart of still being willing to learn, to see things from other people's right. perspective. Yeah. That's so, the danger, though. Like, that's the part where I'm like, okay, I have to be so careful here because I don't want to be influenced negatively in, in any way. Mm-hmm. However, if I just stick within my echo chamber, I'm actually becoming the fool. Right. Because I'm not growing. I'm not I'm not listening. I'm not I'm not trying to see things <clears throat> from a different perspective, which I probably need some of that. Right. right. You know? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so I guess one of the ways that I think about it is in terms of um the way that we learned to do or the way that academically you do a research paper. Mm-hmm. Um so if I sit down and I write a research paper and all I do is just write what I think, that's not a research paper. That's just my opinion. But but a research paper means I'm, depending on what I'm studying, I'm and if I'm studying something that's even controversial, then I have to look at all the different views right. um, of it yeah. and be able to say, okay, and to look at, you know, these folks that have studied this, and it's not just their opinion, they've studied this on this side, but then there are these folks that have studied it on this side and to see how and and to you have to have contrasting stuff to be able to your information if you're only getting one kind of influence then you're just as big as a fool because nobody has just the one right and you know it's interesting the the verse right before the the back part of proverbs 13 19 um says fools detest turning away from evil he who walks with wise men is wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So fools are driven by what they, by their own desires. And so this is the other thing. Is what I'm in pursuit of, am I in pursuit of my own desire? Because hmm. my own desires will lead me astray. Right, or are you wanting to will, learn? Or I'm actually wanting to know what is it that the Lord wants? Right. What is, because, because at the end of the day, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, is the beginning of wisdom. Right. And so if everything filters ultimately through that grid, what is it that the Lord desires, right? Well, he doesn't He doesn't desire empty religion, right? He says, you, I don't want, a, you know. No, religion I don't is want, the curse of the I don't, I don't want goats, you know, the, the <clears throat> 10,000 bulls and, and rivers of oil. It's meaningless. What I want is for you to do justice and to love mercy and to walk in humility with your God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what he calls us to. And so um, coming back to continually saying, Lord, I want to walk in, in the demonstrating the fruit of your spirit um, in my life. And, and again, the, to... to Everything grounded on the word. If it comes down to, there's a passage where where Paul is quoting in 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 Romans, and he says, um, he's quoting several different passages, and he said, "Listen, let God be true, and every man a liar." If it comes down to my opinion, right, versus what he says, he wins. He wins. He right. wins. Absolutely. So even if even if I I, I was, uh, I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to like it. But it doesn't matter. What matters is what he says. Right. And that's it. Right. I, I mean, I, I can be like, I don't agree that this was the right way to do it. Or I don't like that this is how this is. For me, I'm just always like, you know, if this were a video game, if I found out at some point that this is a video game, like on that movie, Free Guy. Oh. Yeah. If that, I would be like, well, okay, then 
because he is God, and this is what he's right. But it's not, and he's given. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> and it's uh, not a simulation. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so I do think though that um, the best way not to give some sort of spiritual cliche, but the best way to moderate the influence of the foolishness of the world is to come back to the source that is the only source of wisdom, which is to continually come to the Lord, to come to his word, that um, everything has to be founded on the, the, the whole of what he says. And that's the thing. That's why reading, understanding in, a, in an ever-increasing way the scripture from cover to cover, knowing it from beginning to end, um, in, and not going, well, you know, you know how you, you see you watch a movie you're like well I've seen that movie well there's the the word has there's so many layers um, uh, that that um, we've we've never fully attained it and it and be, until we're fully transformed um, we we've not arrived obviously and so um, to continually come back to the word and say Lord I want to I want to understand your word and I want to understand your heart because a lot of people will trust twist a scripture here and there mm -hmm. that misses the overall heart of God's word. Or they try to rewrite it yeah. to where it's it's something that they want to believe versus what it actually says. And that's the da that's the danger. That's where there are things that that um, that I'll I'll go um, I, like, even if I hear someone make a good argument, a solid argument for something that I don't think I that I don't agree with. Um, I, I don't at all shift the way that I think or believe easily or quickly about something. There's, because I have to take it back to the Lord and I have to take it to the Lord and say, okay, have I misunderstood this, Lord? Is there something I'm missing? I need to, uh, walk with a humility before the Lord, but not, not walk where, where everyone else can there are all these crazy different ideas can bat me from left to right to all around mm -hmm. to where it brings utter confusion. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I think I, it's a, I hope, uh, I hope that kind of answers it, but I, I think it's, I, I, it's all, it's so situational for me. So that's why sometimes th when I say it's a general question or broad question, it's much easier for me to speak to specific things personally, one-on-one -on -one with folks. Right. Um, then. But if you look at that scripture and exactly how it's written and the person's asking, I think what that says is, you know, because it's talking about, again, from that time perspective of hanging out with wise men versus hanging out with stupid men. Who you're surrounding yourself who with. Who you're surrounding yourself with. And in today's day and age, that's what we use social and media for. Right. You know, we are more influenced by that than we are by individuals next to us anymore we're more influenced by that than the churches that right. we attend well if you'll you'll notice for instance that um that people in the same family will have different same similar phrases different ways they say things your group of friends mm -hmm. you all begin to the more you spend time with people the more you begin yeah. to no, but now all of society has the like same them, phrases think like them yeah um and so and that's why um being sure that you're in in the hearing what the lord says daily right. is going to be the 
and again, I know that sounds like a spiritual cliche, but it's true. I think just walking honestly in humility, not going, I know everything. Look how scholastic. Is that a good name? That's fine. Look, look how scholastic I am. And and when you meet people, just I'm, I'm, I, I know what I know kind of a thing. But look at life and walk through life like you're writing a research paper where you know what the truth is, the core of the truth, and you know the word, and you know what God wants from you and what he doesn't want from you. However, you're still humble enough to know, I have so much to learn. Yeah. So you're learning from others. You, you, you're you studying people. You're studying situations. And you're, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you even in these situations right. saying, that's not something that I would have you do, or do you see how beautiful this is? Right. You know? I, I think about the, the picture in my mind, it's a different, it'd be sort of as an analogy, would be Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof as he first goes, wait a minute, you know. On the other hand, he, that yeah, scene. he would the, the three different scenes, right? He right. has three different on the other hand scenes. So the first one with his first daughter, and he goes, wait, she's... You know, they, they don't uh, uh, ask for my permission. You know, I gave, I make, you know, and then and then he goes back and forth and he said, but my daughter, and he sees his daughter. That has been hard. And right, and so then he goes, okay, and he goes, you know, he lets her marry Matul. And then the next one says, well, we're not asking for your permission, we're asking for your blessing. And it feels like it's moving, everything that's foundational is moving. He goes back on the one hand, on the other hand, oh, this is going to be hard, yada, yada, yada. And then the other one who wants to go outside of the faith, um, he goes, he starts the on the one hand, on the other hand, and then he goes, no, no, there is no other hand. If I bend that far, I'll break. Mm -hmm. And to know that place, to go this, this far, far, this is too far. This is where I, I cannot, like there's the, the willingness to look at things, but at the end of the day, you come to the place where you go, you know, there's a solid foundation based on the Word of God, based on, and again, you know, and to, to know where that breaking point is, not to walk in pride and to, that would destroy people around you for the sake of, I, I already said, I gave my word, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. and um, so that's, <clears throat> that would be a picture in my mind. But yeah, don't walk with fools. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think that uh, that's it for today. Yep. Um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, shalom. Have a beautiful day.